Are you ready to unlock your full potential, achieve your fitness goals, and transform your mindset for a happier and healthy life? Well, you're in luck because I just reopened the Know Your Power one-on-one coaching program. If you're ready to get real results, personalized workout and nutrition guidance, elevate your mindset, and have the accountability you always wanted, this is the program for you. Oh, also, there's a bonus. You'll be invited to the exclusive Know Your Power community where you can be a part of a sisterhood of other like-minded, powerful women. Click the link in the description to sign up today before enrollment closes. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Kendall Aaliyah. And I'm Julia Renee. And we're talking about burnout today. Yay. <laughs> we know it. If you're We've burnt all out, been there. <laughs> burnt to a crisp, this is the episode for you. Yeah. I feel like burnout's one of those things I never identify with, but looking at the pattern I'm like, oh, of my life. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely identify. But like sure. while going through it, I'm always like, oh, yeah. well, I'm just fatigued right now. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be okay. And you're literally falling apart. Exactly. I go through this cycle so much because especially like as bodybuilders, like we, it's part of like our job and our routine to go balls to the wall uh-huh. for like four to five months, sometimes six months, depending if like how many shows you compete in Yeah, that burnout is so easy. Like you stop losing that passion to go to the gym. And I hate that because like, if you just think back to like when you first started going into the gym, like how exciting it was and you're like, Oh my God, it's so shiny. And you're learning things. And then yeah. like throughout the years, you're just like, I don't want to be yeah. here, you know? <laughs> I always notice things are bad if the gym doesn't excite me anymore yes. because no matter what I'm going through in my life, I feel like going to the gym is that like one escape almost and that mm-hmm. one place where I can just like, I just punch the mic. Careful with the mic. <laughs> what did it do to Sorry, you? Um, where I can just like enjoy my personal time, work yes. on myself, better myself. And I notice when I get to the point, if I get to the point where I don't want to go or I'm making excuses or I'm taking a lot of days off, I'm like, I need to self-reflect because something Mm -hmm. is off in the rest of my life because there's no reason I should be feeling that way towards like my favorite hobby. Something that I normally love to do. Exactly. It's almost like you know that if you're, like even before you're going to the gym, if it's like a, uh, Mm -hmm. instead of like a yay, Mm -hmm. or if you're walking in the gym and you're like, uh, yeah, instead of like, yay. (laughs) Then you know the two different yes the two different because lately like for me I have been like uh, going into the gym or like even thinking about going to the gym I'm like uh, yeah just because like I'm getting tired yeah and you also were prepping for like ninety percent of this year so like it's it's what's expected exactly so that's kind of the first step is just like self reflection sometimes we feel really stressed overwhelmed fatigued that same like why. Why am I not excited to go to the gym? Why am I not excited to go on a date with my partner? Why am I dreading waking up and going to work in the morning? Like those are things you need to actually reflect on instead yes. of just being like, ah, oh, it is how it is. Like I'll get over yes. it. No, you need to sit and go, okay, where am I unhappy? Where am I happy? Why am I feeling this way? And I guarantee 90% of the time it's because you are kind of getting towards that burnout level where Mm -hmm. you're just doing so much in so many different aspects. And usually it just takes simplifying those things. But unless you acknowledge and like actually look at where the burnout could be coming from, you're just going to be stuck. There's no fixing it. Exactly. And I feel like the most common thing that where this happens in life is either like with work, people Mm -hmm. do this a lot with work. Mine's primarily 
work-related Mine's burnout. like work or gym. Yeah. It's like either I'm which is working part of too your much, work, which so. is both, you know, they both like intertwine together, yeah. but it's so true. It takes that time to like reflect on being like, well, why is this happening? Like, what am I doing that is causing me to feel this almost like disdain towards working yeah. or like going to the gym? And yeah. usually it's because you're doing too much. Yes. You're taking on too many projects. You're promising too many things to other people and you're not really thinking about your well-being when you're doing so. Yeah. And if you don't take the time to pause and reflect and you are just on go mode, it's going to be too late by the time it catches up to you and you'll be like honestly dreading doing a lot of the things you once loved instead of like catching it a little early of like hey I'm feeling like a little stressed out maybe let's address this now before it becomes so like in your face that you can't ignore it anymore yes tackle it early delegate early before it's too late is very important I have not yet mastered this catching it too early thing (laughs) so I'm gonna be real like I don't and we talked about this a lot with the pendulum swing Mm -hmm. on the podcast where when we're going balls to the wall like I say one side where we're just like overworking we're going to the gym we're grinding like we're doing so much for other people we're not taking care of ourselves with Without that acknowledgement that we're doing that, there's going to be a hard pendulum swing to the other side where you crash and you burn out and you have nothing left to give to the gym, to your family, to your partner, um, or to your job. And we don't want that to happen. So like, how can we avoid that ultimate crash? And that's by really just catching it early and taking those moments where you need a break and maybe saying no to those jobs, maybe skipping the gym for a day because it might seem difficult in the moment to do those things, but it's going to pay off in the long run. So we don't crash. Yeah. The next three steps are basically tools you can use. If you do self-reflect and you realize I am experiencing or like starting to experience burnout, these are kind of like what you can do to like kind of fix some of that. Sometimes you do just need to step away. Sometimes you do need a break. Some people do need a vacation. Like my mom is such a good example um, where she was saying to me like, Oh, I'm, she like came up for the weekend. Right. And she was like, I'm so excited to like have a weekend off. Like I usually, I work seven days a week. And I was like, Oh, like that's crazy hours. Like, why do they make you come in Saturday, Sunday? And she goes, they don't. She goes, I like to work on Saturday and Sunday. So I do it because I feel like I have to. And I'm like, that may seem fine. You may be enjoying it for right now. You are absolutely going to burn out working every single day of your life for Mm -hmm. the next few years. So how about we like tackle this now? And we had like a huge conversation about it. And now she actually like switched positions and is, has weekends off. And I'm like, you had weekends off before, but okay. Now she feels like she can actually take them and deserves that. So sometimes it's like we force ourselves to work harder than we actually have to. Because we just think that this is what we have to do. Because we do live in a society where it's like, if you are in that grind mentality, like Mm -hmm. you're working more, Mm -hmm. it's actually praised instead of um, being like, hey, yo, are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not kidding. When I started my in-home training business, I was like, I need clients from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep because that's how I'm going to make a living. How do and you eat? I'm not kidding. By my like sixth client every day, I would just be in my car crying 
just yeah. like so physically and it's emotionally like, exhausting because also training people is like, I'm having hour long conversations with my clients while they're training. It's not just like, here's this, here are the weights, do your set. Like yes. we're talking about their life, yes. their passions. It's kind of like a therapy That's session. That's literally why I couldn't be a hairstylist. And I love it. <laughs> because it's the same thing. Every like hour or it's two, constant. it was a new person yes. and a new story and learning more about their lives. Like it's exhausting. Yes. Like being that emotionally available person after person after person. Yeah. And if you're not taking care of yourself, like you can't even be there for other people. Mm -hmm. This was something that we talked about in the Know Your Power program last night. We have a lot of moms that are in the program as well. And like one thing that I notice a lot that moms do is like constantly doing for other people, for other people, and they're left with nothing. Yeah. And I, I saw my mom do that a lot growing up and I love her for, you know, putting uh, the children first, but you know, you need to take that time for yourself because if you don't have enough energy to begin with, you can't be there for your partner, for your kids, yeah. you know, for your job if you're not taking care of your own well-being because then you're going to end up just like crashing yeah. and burning. Yeah, absolutely. So I think like one of the first things to start implementing is self-care. And I know that sounds like so cheesy sometimes of like, Spending an hour alone taking a bath is not going to fix like all the stress. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't turn your brain off at all. I like to make self-care a non-negotiable because I think for so long, I never did it mm -hmm. that that was some like an area of my life that I saw as like a luxury and not something I always deserved. Like I never saw it as like a, I need self-care practices every day. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe like once every few months, I'll like actually spend time, like get a massage or like go get a facial or whatever it looks like. But little self-care practices where you just actually spend time alone, turn off your brain, turn off yes. your phone, don't answer calls, don't answer emails, whether that's in the morning, at night, midday, whatever it looks like for you, doing that little thing that is for you and you only yeah. helps you recharge. Like for me a long time, and I finally stopped because I overdid it and I was reading way too much, but like every night I just looked forward to turning off my computer, turning off my phone. And I would like read a few chapters of a book. And mm -hmm. that felt so good. Cause I was finally like showing up for myself in a way. Yes. So whatever that looks like, that could be a skincare routine. That could be as simple as like taking a bath and like listening to your favorite song, listen to your favorite podcast, like whatever yeah. it is, do something for you because odds are so much of our day is spent doing so much for the people around us yeah. that you're kind of like last place. Like yes. What you were saying. Yeah. When we don't want to put ourselves last place for sure. And it's always good to do these things too. Like if you can't, um, go and get a massage or get your nails done or anything like that. There, I know there's a lot of like moms that listen to the podcast too that feel like they're like, I can't do any of that. And I, I totally get that. But if there are moments when you're able to like go and get your hair done because you haven't been able to in a long time, yeah. go and get that massage, go and get those nails done and have somebody like take care of your kids in the meantime. I know doing that is less frequent, but there's things that you can do in your regular day to day. Like when you wake up in the morning before you start taking care of everybody else, like five minutes to yourself, whether it's journaling, meditating, yes. taking a shower, even doing, working um, out is self care, working out like anything that you can do. That's just like with yourself. It doesn't have to be like an hour long morning routine. Yeah. It can be like, how much time can you realistically give to yourself in the morning before you have to take care of kids before work gets in the way before emails start to come in before yeah. the world starts like, you know, bleeding into your life, what can you do to make sure that your mind is right? Yes. In the morning. Yes. What can that be? 
I feel like that's one of the first things that can set your day up for success. Another one for me that I notice I distance myself from people when I'm going through anything and burnout is one of those things. So when I'm super self, like stressed out and whatnot, I, I don't hang out with people. I don't reach out to like loved ones, like my family. Like, I see just them less. Exactly. Cause I feel like the times I do have alone, I'm like, I need to recharge real quick. And like, my mind is still running on it's like true. what I'm going to do the next day. So I think taking time also to like plan things with people you love that like do fuel your energy, yes. like not people that drain you. They don't suck you yeah. dry. Um, I feel like that's still is like so important because that also is a form of self-care, like being around people that like you love and they love you like that. That's nurturing and you need that. Like don't isolate yourself just because you're feeling stressed. Sometimes it's good to like put down work and go see people that you have fun with or yeah. whatever that looks like. Because they you. can give you energy that you didn't think that you had, especially yeah. if they're people that lift you up instead of like suck you of all your energy. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed similar to like the gym thing I said earlier and yes working out is part of self-care for sure um I noticed when I stopped doing my self-care things and I stopped caring about my appearance and things like that I'm like this is a red flag yes <laughs> we're already a little too far gone yes. let's like retract here so that's yeah. another way to like self-reflect also yeah when I stop like waking up and like doing my cardio doing my like journaling and um like like my, my mini skincare like that I'll do in the morning I start to notice I'm like something is wrong here, Julia. Mm -hmm. Like you, like I just stopped caring about not only like my physical well being, but my mental well being because yeah. both of those are combined. Like yes. I'm helping my physical by going and doing like the cardio and getting my body moving, and my mental by journaling and goal setting. When I stop doing that, like that's my like red flag. I'm like yeah. you, something's wrong. Yeah. Like, if I'm not wrong. setting goals, yeah. I'm like, what is happening? Like, yes. I will always, at least monthly goals have written somewhere. And if I stop that, I'm like, something's seriously so wrong. Something's wrong. Something's um, wrong here. So, yeah, those are little things. Just, like, implement self-care. Take time to yourself, whether that's on a monthly basis, weekly basis, daily basis. Just, like, show up for yourself in any capacity. Because I know so many people, specifically women, that never, ever do. Mm -hmm. And it hurts me. And yes. I'm like, please take a day to yourself. Please take a day off work. Turn I'll watch your, your phone, kids for you. Go on vacation. Literally. Like, I'll babysit for you. So my brother and his wife are a great example because they have twins. And I know how taxing that is. And I feel so, not guilty, but I just have so much empathy towards my brother's wife right now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I just see how thin she's being stretched between, like, both boys. And one is, like, so clingy to mm -hmm. her that she can't really like ever step away from that situation and finally they let my mom and I tackle putting them to bed so that they could go out for like an oh. anniversary dinner and I was like can we please do that more because I want to see them still live part yeah. of their life that they feel like they can't live right now yeah. so I know that that can be super taxing being a new mom as well like that I feel like there is burnout within your own relationship with your partner and with your child when it's that like early stage of life yeah. where they need you 24 yes. seven. They do. So please and take it's, time. It's where probably you hard can. to leave them in general. Mm -hmm. Like, even though you want to, you feel like you can't, Yeah, you know, and I know new moms that are like, I haven't showered in a week <laughs> oh, and a half so because I'm bathing my babies and they oh. need to eat and sleep. And yeah, it's insane. So, That's so also with that, like being so be nice to yourself. Okay. I, I know how easy it is to beat yourself up over, Oh, well, I can't take a break because I still have this deadline for this paper or this deadline for work, or I, I haven't worked out yet. So I can't take a rest day. Like, whatever that looks like just be nice to yourself because I feel like beating yourself up only adds like negatively to the cycle and you're yes. never gonna break it if you're forcing yourself to stay there 
A hundred percent. Yes. That's the next true. one is one that I'm working on. <laughs> Julia, actually, do you know the name of the book that you recommended to me? Oh, it was like Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Yes. yes. That one helped me a lot. Yeah. Great book for it's someone good- like me who is not good at set- setting boundaries. Um, the next segment is just to set boundaries. A lot of this I feel like can be work related because similar to the mom thing, I know a lot of women in my life who will take a business call any second, any day, any Mm -hmm. hour of the week. And I'm like, you're not clocked in right now. These people may have questions. They'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like you are not responsible for other people's positions and their constant questions and calling. I know, sorry, mom, to keep throwing you under the bus. I know Mm -hmm. you're listening, Um, but she's one of those people where she just wants to help. So whoever is calling her at any hour, I've seen her take business calls at like 11 p.m. And I'm like, it can wait for tomorrow. Yeah. Like, how about we put down That's your phone? It's funny that you said that because, like, when we, I went shopping with um, my mom and my sister, mm-hmm. and this lady that my that my mom's a hairstylist, she kept calling my mom to mm-hmm. like book an appointment, and my mom was like, answered like in the middle of like us shopping, mm-hmm. and like I totally, I totally can see that where it's hard to like set those boundaries because you don't, you want to give to that person and you want to like be there for them, but like at what cost? Exactly. Like if you're taking away from your one day off, like you're spending with your, your kids or your family or whatever, like, I feel like those are boundaries you need to set. And yes, sometimes like if the boss calls, you got to answer. But I think setting those boundaries with people like coworkers of like, Hey, Saturday, I'm like off the clock. I will answer your email Sunday morning or whatever that looks like in like your current position. But I feel like that's just super, super common. Also, um, oh, I have a great example. I have a client who is like an at-home vet nurse. Mm -hmm. So like animal doctor, essentially. And she like went out of town. I love her so much for this. She went out of town like on a vacation for a week. And if you texted her, it bounced back a message saying like, Miss blah, 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 the vet is... Like mm-hmm. currently on vacation yeah. and will not be receiving this yes. message. And I was like, that's good to I do for emails that. too. I have never set that up. I need that. I didn't know that was of a like, thing. Hey, she's off the clock right yes. now. I know that you could do that for emails for sure. You can do like, it for text messages yes, too. Do Fun it fact. for text, do it for email, especially like with the holidays coming up yes. too. It's like, yes. if you're going to be gone, like with your family and you are setting aside these days for that, do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sure that people will be more than respectful too, especially since, you know, they're probably going to want to, but there exactly. are those people that are not, yeah. that will push boundaries for sure. Yeah. But people will only push boundaries if you let them push boundaries. If you if never you, answer that call, they're going to stop calling. <laughs> yes. Like if you're the kind of person that like you say you work Monday through Friday and you have people that are calling you and texting you on Saturdays and Sundays, and you're normally the one that answer they're going to continue to do that because they know that you answer on those days. But if you don't answer on those days, then they're going to just know, okay, I I can't get a hold of so-and-so on those days. So once you set that boundary, it's so much easier than if you were to kind of backtrack, you know what I mean? Like if you have already like had so much wiggle room with your schedule. By the way, (laughs) now, by the way, I know I've been answering you every Saturday all the time. And now that's a no, they're gonna be like, what do you mean? You know, that's why setting them like ahead of time (laughs) with yourself and with other people, it can be uncomfortable, but it's very necessary for your own mental health. But that book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, it literally goes step by step on like how to actually go about these things like 
And how you to can, have those conversations. And how to have the conversations. Like, you can literally look at the book and be like, oh, this is how I do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's super cool. Um, another one is with relationships, and that can be significant other, that can be friends, that can be parents, siblings, whatever. Um, I notice if I am experiencing burnout or any sort of, like, high levels of stress or I'm doing so much, and I also have someone that needs so much from me, mm-hmm. and I can't give it, I almost, like, mentally snap in my brain, and I'm like... I just can't mm-hmm. like maintain this relationship with this person. I'm so sorry if I'm not being a good friend, but I just don't have that mental capacity right now. Mm-hmm. Can we catch up next week and grab coffee? Yeah. Like whatever that looks like, just because I'm not a great texter. I love in-person interaction. So I'd rather catch up with someone and have like all of my undivided attention. Like at talk. one setting. Yeah. Rather than like constant texting of like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you do that? Mm. Like, and then I just feel like I have to do all those things. So set boundaries in those relationships as well. If someone is draining you rather than fueling you or it's always Mm one-sided, that's something to address and look at and have conversations about. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes someone's going through something and you need to be there for them for sure. But if it's like a constant trend for like a year, like that's something to look at of like, hey, I feel like this is kind of one-sided. Like I've had even those conversations with my partner And it's because like, I'm very touchy feely and I'm like, let's hold hands all the time. And I'll bring up to him sometimes of like, Hey, like I'm having a really bad day. Can you just be like a little more, (laughs) like, I just need some extra hugs today, you know, but those are conversations. (laughs) I am Zach. Last night, Zach was like, he was in the kitchen and he was like, can I just like have a hug? I do that all the time. And I was like, it's like so funny i'm not a terrible girlfriend it's just that my first um what's the word instinct isn't to be lovey and touchy and Mm -hmm. tell people how much i love them and what i love about them and to give hugs and kisses like that's not my first thing yeah um and neither is my significant other. Yes, but Zach, like, that's how he, that's how we he. We are literally, like, the flipped yes, relationship. Like, he has to tell me, can I have a hug? And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He, like, he's like, you haven't even touched me or Aww. kissed me all day. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot. See, I, I constantly do it, but then there's always that part of your brain that's like, why aren't they initiating? And yes. it's because that's not, it's just not how they were raised thing. or their love language. Yes. So that's something that, like, I've had to voice. And, like, I yeah. voiced it once and he fixed it. Yes. But I was like, hey do you mind like being the first to say I love you like a little more often? Cause I overthink if I'm constantly the one or like, like then I love you and you yeah, don't love me at all. Exactly. Cool. Which like, obvious. he's like, I say, I love you every day. I'm like, yeah, but usually I say it first and he's <laughs> like, okay. Um, but like, just ask for those little things. If those little things make a difference in like your stress levels, mm-hmm. why not have those conversations? Yeah. You know, especially if you just explain it too, like the way that, I explained it to Zach and Zach explained it to me, like our different kinds of love languages. Mm -hmm. It was like for him, like if you just, he was literally like, when you come upstairs and you just come and like, you'll sit on my lap for a second Mm -hmm. or like you, you like you pet me or something. He's like, that (laughs) shows me that you love me. And I'm like, Oh, like that's how you feel loved. And then for me, it was like when you wash the dishes, like without me asking or you you take the trash out or you bring my plate upstairs and you like put it in the the sink. I feel loved when you do that. And neither of us really understood that until we explained it. And then once they explained why that worked and made them feel it was like, Oh, like, oh, yeah, th- th- that's like simple. Like I can do that. Like every once in a while for you. Um, and it's easy 
It's funny because Cooper's is quality time. Yeah. So he just wants to be in the same like room. Like literally as me. just like you sitting there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, we're sitting here, but you're you're not touching me in any capacity, so you don't love me. Yes. So and for him, head, it's like you like, just sit oh, there. We're and so for you, it's like we're sitting together. Put your hand. Exactly. Yeah. Him, he's yeah. like, We're loving, we're hanging out. And you're like, he doesn't I'm love like, it. I'm like, I need head scratches yes. or we're not hanging out right now. That's funny. I'm like, you didn't buy me a present, you don't let me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I've I've definitely I have people in my life where their um love language is gift giving and every time I've given them a gift that level of love they feel that's when I try to explain it of when you give me a hug like that's yes. what, how I feel yes <laughs> like it's like a gift yes that's that's true it's, funny, it's like a gift those are really good conversations to have not even just like romantic partners but friendships yes. too because like I'm someone that I always forget to get people gifts Yes. And Julia's love language is gift giving. Yeah. So I need to like, even going into the holiday season and her birthday's in yeah. February, I was like, I need to plan beforehand what I'm getting her because I know it means a lot more to yeah. her than it might to me, but that's yes. what's important, you yes. know? And like, it's not Kendall's first instinct to like go and like when I am shopping and stuff, I'm like, oh my God, she would like this. He would like this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. Like that's my first thought is like, people that would love this but it's not Kendall's yeah and then for me it's not my first thought to like tell Kendall like how much I love Give me her the words of affirmation. and to, like words of affirmation <laughs> like uh it's not my first yeah thought so I have to be intentional and be like okay what would make Kendall feel loved right now in this moment yeah and it's just like relationships no matter if they're friends or if they're romantic partners or like parents or family they they take compromise yeah and that's the compromise you exactly know? i went on a little bit of a tangent but either way that is basically setting boundaries have those conversations finding out like also yeah so similarly reach out to people like if people could help you actually that kind of goes into the next one the next point is delegate and seek support yeah um if people can help you with whatever your stress level is utilize it for me recently i realized and like i don't have one yet but i think i might get like a social media manager like similar to have yeah. how you have chloe because that is an aspect of the job that sometimes stresses me out and then like mm -hmm. i'll reach burnout because i'm i'm so on the creative side where i'm like setting yeah. up shoots thinking of plans thinking of like ideas for content, whatever, that when it gets to the side of like, oh, now I actually have to post it. That's like mm. another thing on top of it. Oh, I'm starting YouTube now and I have to edit my own videos. Like mm. if I just got an editor and like got that little bit of support, yes. it could like that one thing you're delegating to other people could be a game changer. Yes. Yeah. And if you're able to like a hundred percent delegate the things that you can, and I know it can be a little bit hard to like relieve that from yourself, especially if you're like me and you love to control every aspect of your I'm life similar. or you think that you can, but the amount of stress relief that I have experienced from hiring Ian to do all my videos mm -hmm. and to come and help me film, like it is definitely worth like the payoff is so much worth it because I'm less stressed. Like there's so many things that I don't have to do. Yeah. I just show up and do the thing that I'm good at. And yeah. that's being on camera. And he does the thing that he's good at. Like let people use their zone of genius. Like Ian's zone of genius is to edit videos and make them super pleasing to watch. Yeah. My zone of genius is to be the face and like to be interactive and all of that. And then my assistant, her zone of genius is like creativity wise. And like, how can she make the branding and so much better? Like things that I'm just 
not very good at. So if you're exactly. able to delegate these things to people where they have zones of genius in, do it. Because mm-hmm. not only is it going to be good for them, because they get to do what they love to do. You're giving a gift to them because they're doing what they love to do. Yeah. You're also giving a gift to yourself of less stress relief than you can put your time and effort into things that you're good at and more of your time and energy into those things because ultimately that will make you more money in the long run. It'll make you happier in the long run and you're letting other people do what they're good at. Yeah. And they imagine like wearing all the hats in a job. Like no. imagine being CEO and also CFO and also COO yes. and like all these things. It's like, okay, focus on what not just where you're strong, but what you enjoy doing, Mm -hmm. I think is so important. And I've always been really bad at that because similarly, especially with like anything social media wise, I'm like, I have an image. I have to like create it myself. I have to do it myself. But in reality, like even my brother was saying, like he hired someone off of like Fiverr for like $10 to rough cut all his videos. And then he might go in and add some like pizzazz, you know? Um, but like, having any sort of help, whether it's someone hired on full time or even like having a friend help you figure out something that you're trying to figure out on your own that is taking up so much of your time. Like even in starting like the clothing brand I'm working on, I never ask questions. I'm very much so I'll figure it out. Right. And in reality, even if I just like ask someone, like I have friends in the same industry, if I ask them like, Hey, what did you do when you came across like this manufacturing issue? I guarantee they have the answer. Yes. Just ask. Yeah. And <laughs> seek mean, su- support and help and this, questions. Like this even works with like fitness stuff too. This is why people hire coaches mm-hmm. is that they these coaches have a zone of genius. So they're going to hire them so they can shortcut the stress and the anxiety and the info obesity of all the information out there. That's why people will hire health and fitness coaches so that they can just show up and do the thing. And the person on the other end, their coach can figure out nutrition, workout, supplementation, all of that stuff so that they don't have to. Like, even though you're paying for that service, now there's less time and money spent on your end trying to figure out all of the different other ways to do it when you can just like jump to a quicker reason or a quicker way of figuring out all of that stuff well yeah say that like your burnout is coming to the gym right and you are in that position where you just did like a whole prep and you went 120 percent for five months and you're exhausted yeah i was gonna use that term i was like i feel like we've said that a lot this podcast um but say you do that right and now you're at like the point where even just thinking about like what do i do in the gym today Mm -hmm. is exhausting and the reason you're not going yes take that part out of the equation have someone else tell you what workout to do yes like it's that simple it's going to be like of course like some of these things require you to pay extra money but in the long run like it is definitely worth it Mm -hmm. like if you're having burnout out in the gym, like Kendall is saying, and you're just like, I don't know what I need to do to get me from point A to point B, hiring someone, uh, buying a workout program, things like that are super helpful so that you can also reignite that spark in you as well. And then cut out that stress and anxiety of you having to do everything yourself. Like I have to plan my macros. I have to plan my meals. I have to figure out what supplements that I want to take. I have to figure out every single workout or how to do every single workout cut that out and delegate to other people that know what they're doing. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Um, Do you have any other specific points that have helped you kind of break out of your burnout? I mean, these were all things that 
I need to do and should be doing yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm like, but this is also a reality I have definitely, check. this year has been one of the biggest years of me actually delegating and seeking support and taking more time to myself. So Good. I know that I'm getting better at this. I like, do see an energy shift difference from you in the beginning of the year versus now, or yeah. even like this point last year versus now, mm-hmm. because I feel like that's when you were starting to like take on more. We started doing two episodes a week, yes. even on here, like just all these other things. Yeah, I was and now I feel like you're stressed. not stressed, which is nice yeah, to see. And I also got like a roll down and I've delegated to like certain people of things. Like I delegate to Zach, I delegate to my assistant, I delegate to Ian. And by doing those, I think that was the biggest thing for me of with burnout is thinking that I had to do everything if it was going to be done right. Yeah. And that's not the case. Like these people now have been working with me for years and they know me so well too. And it just takes like that little bit of time for them to figure out how you like things done. And now I can trust and completely hands off with how they do things and know that it's going to be done right. And sometimes they catch things that I don't catch because they have been working with me now for a while. And if that you'll never get to that point if you never trust anybody ever. Yeah. So I get what it feels like to have like a tight grip on like your business or how you do things mm-hmm. and even like your fitness too. Like there's times where I'm like, I don't want to listen to my coach because I want to do it my way. Yeah. But I just know that he has my best interest at heart and that he has my goal in his mind as well. And he's going to get me there. So it's just like hands off. So there's a lot of things now in my life that I'm hands off with. And maybe I do take a little bit more time spending money on those things, you know, but it's so much, so worth it. Like, Oh my God, it's so worth it. Yeah, I agree. And there's also so many free resources too. It's not like Mm. you have to like spend off the bat, but like just getting help in any capacity, even if that is like getting a mental health professional in your life, you know, like having someone else you can talk to. Exactly. Um, And also just like, remember that breaking through a burnout cycle, usually you're burnt out because you've been doing this repetitive process for a very long time. Mm -hmm. It's also going to take a long time to rewire that. So don't expect like, oh, I did a face mask and I set some boundaries and now my life is great. Like it takes time. It takes baby steps and consistency and you can burn out in many different ways at random times in your journey and those things. So if it comes out of nowhere, just like really self-evaluate. I feel like that's all you need to do is like stay on top of it because like we said in the beginning, like once it gets to a point where it's really bad, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to backtrack from versus if you catch like the stressors early on, then you can actually do something about it. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is that people ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Uh And then they leave to burnout. Burnout is always because we ignore how we're feeling and we don't check in. Yes. Almost a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And every time I do end up getting to that point, then I'll spend like a month laying on the couch doing nothing. And that's (laughs) the thing is like in those moments when you're pushing and you're grinding, you're like, this is amazing. But at the cost of you being so burnt out that you lose months of progress. Progress mm-hmm. because you didn't take those couple of days to check in and see how you're feeling. That's yep. always what happens to me Same. for the past three years. I go so hard and then I lose out on a couple of months of progress because I stopped doing everything because I'm so burnt out. My body is done. Yeah. So think about that when you're going and you're pushing, pushing, would you rather just take a couple of breaks in those moments or would you rather have months that you're like, I can't do anything. (laughs) Literally. I think everything is about balance and compromise and finding that sweet spot for you. Yes. Yes. Great. (laughs) Anyway, we love you all so much. And remember, you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.